0: I remember in high school, my buddy Matty Stank came up to me and was like, "This is good." It is so terrifying to see the potential, because if I'm truly able to change who I am and become better,
1: that's such a responsibility. So much more. I feel so much more responsibility than I ever have before. Yeah. And that's, that's what creates the anxiety and fear in everyday life. Yeah. But it's also motivating and powerful. I think it's the, the truest motivator that is in my life right now. Yeah. Is to try and better myself and better the people around me. Me too. I remember when I was facing death, um, when I had overdosed
0: I um, <clears throat> are you talking about that time the first time when I saw you back when you were I think you were like 21 I was I was in either a senior in high school or right out of I was 18 or 19 and I remember yeah. I was about to go to a party with my friends and I didn't want to miss it and my friend was outside like waiting honking the horn and you come down no one was home like you come down and I just can tell that you're you're not alright. And you were really really high on heroin and I was terrified and I think I remember I came up to you and I said I need help. I think you said I need help or I did too much or something. I did too much, call call mom and dad. Yeah. And I started calling mom and dad, but they weren't answering. My friend was outside telling me we have to go, we have to go. So I left you there on the couch and I thought when I got in the car and I left I thought that might have been the last time I ever saw you because I was calling mom and dad still for, I was calling them for 25 minutes before Jeez. they finally answered and you were just alone on the couch that whole time and yeah. when they finally got there I mean I finally got in touch with them I was crying on the phone telling them you have to go get them get see Rory right now they said when
1: they got there you were you are just barely hanging on yeah I, re- I remember I remember the first thing after you leaving and me laying down sitting down on the couch the next thing i consciously remember is hearing my mom's voice saying rory rory come back and on a subconscious level it was so clear to me that there was a choice i had i could either let go and ultimately that means death or or wake up and waking up it felt like there was so much responsibility and I was gonna have to there were so many fears and it honestly would have been probably easier to die but I think intuitively there was no choice I came back I there was no way I would I would have let go even though I remember feeling that that feeling of letting go was pure bliss but there was no fucking question
0: yeah. And I think, I mean, I always had so much shame and regret and because of that, like, how could I leave you there to die? And if you had died, my whole life would have been completely changed. And I don't think I would, I would
1: ever forgive myself because... Well, I mean, you're right. It, it would have changed. And maybe for the better, maybe for not. It's hard it's hard to know for sure. Because maybe that would have woken you up. Maybe. Um, But it's hard to believe that I could ever
0: that I would be here right now without you. Like I was hard to imagine that
1: my life would be positive at all without you in it. Well, at that point I thought that you would be better off without me. Or at least I was giving the the choice to you. And it was not a conscious decision. I didn't say, I'm going to do some heroin overdose and go see my brother. I didn't even expect it to be as strong as it was that night. I remember seeing it and I was like, this stuff is dark. It looks very strong. I shouldn't do it. But I also had that anxiety. Like, I know mom and dad are going to be here in a little bit and I don't want them to see me high. Of course, that didn't work out. I fucking overdosed. But my point is, I didn't consciously decide Ryan's downstairs and I'm going to situation is going to happen. I just, it's, it almost seems like intuition again, or it's like a something like subconscious. Yeah, definitely. Where I'm where I do it. And then I go up to you and I kind of give you the choice. Yeah, because it felt like at that point, it felt like, our, our, our older siblings it didn't felt, want anything to do with me, it felt like you were giving me a choice. And I was too scared and weak to
0: make a choice. So I just had to disconnect from it completely. And and give the choice back to you, really. Well, it's, and, and it's, I feel like you said, you know. I feel like you you took that choice on, and you were strong enough to make the decision that helped me and, and all of us. And I was never able to do that. But recently, the most recent time you overdosed, yeah, it felt like your... the it felt like the opposite. Right. It felt like I had the choice, like you gave that choice. You're there laying, and I thought you were dead, and. All of the realities of whatever was happening came down on me, and I just felt, in the moment, overwhelmed with emotion. And I got on top of you and I said, "You know, come back, Roars." And I felt like that was that was my choice. You know, that was yeah. all of our choice. And, and, I... and when you, when you knew how much I needed you and how much we all needed you, you realized, okay, death isn't the right choice. It's not going to benefit anyone.
1: Right. At that point, it was less. It was less of a conscious decision. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just came back. Yeah, I didn't decide like I had before. Yeah, so I know there's some intuition in that decision, and I hate to narrow it down to one word because it's it sounds like there's like it's emotionless almost. But do you feel like it was a redemptive point for like for like what had happened in the past? It was like there's another chance here. Maybe, almost. Yeah, I never. Thought of it like that, but I didn't think at, of it until just now, really. But I think absolutely. I think telling those two stories back to back, it kind of seems like there's a lot of overplay on both of them.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think the that first time when you did that, you're kind of like you give me the choice, testing me, or whatever. And after that, I felt so ashamed that I completely disconnected from you at all. And I and that shame came up in resentment too, like projecting onto you. Like why would you? put me
1: in this position. Absolutely. And what else, what else could you expect from you? You were 19, I, 19. I I had no idea that I was putting such a responsibility on you. I mean, objectively. I mean, you probably also,
0: you also believed in me and you know, I knew you thought I was probably strong enough to handle this stuff. And right then, yeah, I I wasn't, but that whole time in between we were disconnected because We never came to terms with with that really, yeah. Until this most recent time, when I felt like, you know, we're we're one again. We're able to make choices that are benefiting both of us. And and I feel like there's still things that we need to
1: hash out, or at least I I need to hash out with you. Absolutely. But I agree. We're in a, we're in a much better place. I you mean, got a, you got a lot of things to redeem yourself for. <laughs> no, I'm I mean, ten years of it. <laughs> but I realized that. I've been toying with death for 10 years and I would never allow myself to feel that or believe that. And yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. I was, I mean, we were talking about like you,
0: you were on the verge of death, you know, a handful of times, car crashes,
1: you broke your, your vertebrae, didn't you? Yeah. I broke my, uh, C6 in my spine, C6 vertebrae. And, uh, I actually healed pretty quickly. Yeah, that's and kind of amazing. Like Within a month, I was like back to normal. And everyone was like telling me, you're so lucky, you're so lucky. And I, I didn't want to hear them. I'm like, I fucking know I'm lucky, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> but like, the truth is, I just didn't want to feel the true feeling of how great, how of gratitude yeah. for being alive. So I pushed them away and said, okay. Yeah.
0: Like you're telling me when, when you see the effect that you've had recently on your friends it seems really positive and that just makes you more afraid, you know, and you almost don't want that. You don't want that them to feel positive because of you, you know? Because it takes responsibility. Maybe it's responsibility. Maybe it's because you don't feel deserving of it. Maybe because you hold shame and, and resentment or, or that's shame some, and guilt for yourself.
1: That's something I feel uh, most consciously and presently is when I'm at those groups with you and Tom is when I can really feel like who the heck am I like what am I who am I to, to, to show like, anyone anything like all this shame that you've been harboring
0: is allowed to you are allowed to acknowledge it yeah yeah cuz I remember like in the past I would ask you you know when you were in active edition I was like would try and get you like we you, are you using this to cover up some shame or And I don't think you ever allowed yourself to feel that shame, but you kind of wore it as like a badge. You know, you wore your shame as a badge to say, like, you know, I've done bad things, and if I hold on to this shame, I will. It'll remind me not to do more bad things. But all that does is cultivate more more shame, right? Instead of like
1: recognizing it and just letting it go. And I think I still do that on a way lesser extent. And I think that's probably why we get into those sessions is why I start to feel it. It's a much much less. Extent than it was in the past. Yeah. But I still. There's still things that I can't let go of. Because I know. I mean. To me. Like I feel so shameful about. Yeah. But as we. You know. Cultivate the.
0: The love and gratitude. Because like. These things that. You feel like. That we feel like. You know. We could never forgive ourselves for. For. They have brought us to a point where we're so grateful and we're closer than ever.